0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Tim Petropoulos, here with the only two twins who are getting you ready for fantasy playoff dominance, baby.
1: If you don't already have the bye. More than likely, if you listen to us, you have the bye. <laughs> I, don't even know, I don't know how to follow that cocky statement. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're
0: bringing you, even for your, those who have the buys, even for people who are out of the playoffs, consolation matters, man. Consolation matters, especially if you have a a trophy for your last place. So
1: let's get something straight though. Constellation brackets totally shouldn't be on the waiver wire. Oh. Alright,
0: we will talk about this Feeling and much more. The <laughs> photo fantasy podcast begins now. So for those of you noticing a little bit of a different sound, uh, we have officially moved into our new studio. Except we
1: forgot—we
0: oh! <laughs> forgot to buy um, covers for our mics. So if we're popping with the peas, um, please forgive us. It's only one show. I promise. We
1: apologize.
0: Yeah. So uh, we are here in this is actually the room that the twins grew up in. Uh, we are we ter- we've converted it into a studio. Uh, we have our Equipment here, and we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it big, right for the playoffs. It's drop and it's it's good because now we get to look at each other and uh, fight a little bit in person. Uh, looking forward to that very much. So, you guys want to get it started right away? Yeah, Actually, first before we get it started, I want to ask you guys a question. Let's start with what Jason said. A lot of people are are facing this decision right now in their leagues. In your league, do you believe that people who do not make the playoffs should be locked? From making any moves. Personally, I play in leagues that do both. I have my own opinion on it. Let's start with Jason since he had a strong opinion. What do you think, Jay?
1: You're out of the playoffs. You no longer need to make moves. You're done, kid. Yeah, You're done. Absolutely. You're done. There's no reason why the ninth place team should have Jalen Samuels. You know what the, the FFPC does? A high stakes fantasy site. Uh, First of all, if you don't make the playoffs, you can't make free agent bids. Also, any player dropped in week 10 or later can't be picked up anymore. Ooh. So it's intense. That's a little crazy. <laughs> but, I mean, look, I don't know if
0: I agree with you guys on this one. At the same time, like, isn't part of the part of fantasy games no. No. gamesmanship?
1: No. Gainsmanship is part of it, though. Yeah, once, so you try your hardest with the lineup you have. Yeah, once you get – once you're out of the playoffs. I'm not completely against, like, secondary free agent pickups, but after the waiver period passes. Like, if I need a quarterback, right – my, let's say I had Cole McCoy for some reason he got injured, fine, I'll go pick up Mark Sanchez, even though it's the consolation bracket, right? That's fine. But I should not have Jalen Samuels on my team. Yeah, agreed. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. What about a streamer quarterback? What about, like... No, no. I'm not picking up Jameis Winston if I'm not in the playoffs. Wait till after the waiver period ends. Pick up someone that none of the teams in the playoffs wanted. I did you guys a favor. Uh, Defending champ, by the way, in our home league, but, you know... Things happen. I'm not in the playoffs this year. Wah. I could have picked up Jameis Wah. Winston last week. Who I'm the defending first.
0: champion. I could have picked place. up Jameis Winston
1: <laughs> last week, and I decided not to. And to the help of a lot of people in our league, because some of the teams in the playoffs are bad quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't like that, bro. Including bro, you, Tim. You do that? I don't know why you don't have Jameis Winston on your team yet.
0: Um, I'd rather play Lamar Jackson, and I'd rather play Mitch Trubisky. That's why. Yo, but Jameis has been a- absolutely regular.
1: Yawn. Yawn. All right. If regular is a QB1, then yeah. So Literally QB2 start.
0: <laughs> we start breaking down fantasy football even before we start breaking down fantasy football. So let's get started uh, right into it. The Jaguars at the Texans. The last time these Titans. Two- Titans, excuse me. The last time these there two... There it is,
1: the first mess up. <laughs>
0: the last time these two teams played, 9-6. All field goal game.
1: Yucky. Gross.
0: Um, Both of these offenses has—the Jaguars' offense is absolutely nothing. And the Titans, they showed a little spark for a second there, and they've become nothing the past two weeks. So let's take a closer look at this matchup. Quarterbacks, you're not really excited about starting either of them. Are you considering Marcus Mariota at all?
1: Not even a little bit. Look, the no. only Michael. thing Mariota has going for him that makes him quarterback 2-worthy, and back end that is— the Jags are along 29 rushing yards a game to quarterbacks. That's the most in the league. But if you're in a one-quarterback league in the playoffs, you're not starting Mariota, even if it was against the Bengals.
0: Preach. Let's go to the wide receivers. Uh, I think the only playable wide receiver in this game is Corey Davis because if you are uh, if you are in the
1: playoffs and you're starting Dante Moncrief, probably not a good sign. All right. I'm going to ask you guys a question. Corey Davis has played three games against the Jaguars in his career. How many catches, yards, and touchdowns does he have? I I know this, so I'm not going to participate. I know In the three games, I'm going to say four catches for 38 yards. Total in the three games, three, 38, and zero. You said 38? I said 38 yards. Was that a wild guess? Yeah, that was a wild guess. (laughs) Damn. Michael's on it today. (laughs) Um, so my shit. Yeah,
0: Corey Davis is not. I mean, listen. Uh. Their cornerback Jalen Ramsey, he had his he had himself a game last game. AJ Boya is back and balling too. Yeah, so that defense, look that de- that offense is so bad that the team is bad, but that defense is still good. Um, don't forget, don't get it twisted. Um, let's go over to the running backs then.
1: Leonard Fournette, is he a playable asset here? Leonard Fournette is seeing twenty eight touches per game at the moment in the same time span that the. Okay, I'm going to rewind a little bit. The Titans have allowed 451 yards and three touchdowns on the ground their last three weeks. And that was against the Jets, Texans, and Colts. Those aren't really good running backs. Lamar Miller's the best of the bunch. Not good running games in general. And now this is where I was going with the first statement. In that same time span, Fournette is seeing 28 touches per game. He's RB1. You need to fire him up as RB1. He's probably going to find the end zone. He's probably going to have 100 yards. Agreed. Locked and loaded. You have to start him. It's... It's rare because
0: if you have Fournette, you have to start him. I contend that most teams with Fournette aren't in the playoffs right now.
1: You know what? I'm just going to – it's a possibility. Well, there's – I'm just going to hop into a question that we had on Twitter. We're going to do that at the end of uh, episode two, but I'm just going to do it now. Someone asked, they have a loaded team, Fournette, Chubb, and Jalen Samuels, all for one spot. Like, I feel like that's the situation where if you have Fournette and you're in the playoffs, you have a Chubb or you have – well, not necessarily Samuels, but you might have picked him up. I'm still Chubb starting. is playing the Panthers, right? Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm still starting Fournette over those guys.
0: Yeah, I'm starting Fournette over him as well. But Chubb is Chubb is a close second.
1: I got them at eight and nine, but Fournette's a little yeah more trustworthy. I like Chubb in that matchup. Oof, it's a toss up,
0: honestly. It's, I'm not starting tough. Samuels. Like he's definitely of those.
1: Samuels is the odd man out. Although yeah. I do like him this week. I mean, yeah. he's
0: unknown. He's at this point. He's an
1: unknown. We'll get into Jalen Samuels very soon. As for the wide receivers on the Jaguars, I mean. If I have to go with someone, it's D.D. Westbrook. He had five targets last week. Do I want to go with D.D. Westbrook? No. Do I want to go with yeah. Dante Moncrief? No.
0: You're not starting any of these guys unless you really have to, unless you're going really deep, unless you're suffering from many injuries. Um, I like the Jacksonville Jaguars defense this week. Yeah. yeah, Fire them up. For I also sure. like the
1: Titans defense this week. Uh, I'm not so sold. Me neither. I have Jacksonville at five. They can force turnovers. They can make a game out of it. Uh, we've seen them be a great defense. Tennessee, where do I got them? At seven, so a little bit behind the bunch. I'd rather have teams like Buffalo or Denver, uh, even Pittsburgh. Tennessee doesn't force many turnovers. So they're going to have to get sacks, stuff of that sort, to put up points. I see this as a they'll have points for not allowing a lot of points to the Jaguars. They're probably going to end with, like, seven. If you're cool with seven, go with Tennessee.
0: Um, <laughs> what about the tight ends in this game? Uh. Really, Jonah Smith is the only one worth it, even. D- did you talking laugh about. because
1: we were even talking about them?
0: I, I'm I'm laughing because like, I couldn't even. Is it is it O'Shawn Hennessy? I just want to say O'Shawn Hennessy. Yeah, like I can't even tell you the on. tight end <laughs> that I would start for the Jaguars. I guess it's O'Shawn Hennessy. O'Shawn Hennessy. Um. Not by By John. the way, that's that's O'Shawn for those who don't watch Key and Peele. Um.
1: Jonah Smith, any interest? No. I mean he. He's my twentieth ranked tight end for the week. So two tight end leagues, I take a shot just because the Jacksonville defense last year as well. They they get beat by the tight end. They don't get beat badly by the tight end. They just that's their worst defensive spot on the field. So Ugh, it's ugly in one tight end leagues, but in two tight end leagues, I'm okay with it. All right, so let's move on to
0: our next matchup: the Carolina Panthers at the Cleveland Brown. Let's start over on the Panther side. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Cleveland Brown. One brown, so <laughs> yes. there's only River, one. Pack uh, Packers brown, <laughs> there's only one, and that's who he is. Uh, Cam Newton, uh, continues to be a fantasy beast. A real life in real life, he's through four interceptions against Tampa Bay Buccaneers, three to the same guy. So, uh, what's with that? But anyway, um, you're obviously starting up Cam in a favorable matchup here. Uh, so we won't even talk about
1: I'm I'm gonna talk about him, more. really. Okay, okay, so because let's... I want people to temper expectations, seems like a great matchup. I have him at seven. I put him there because of his, you know, he's Cam Newton. But I'm not sold on him this week. Look, last week he couldn't throw a Hail Mary to end the game. Clearly there's something wrong with his arm. If you ask me, this has a lot to do with why Christian McCaffrey has become the giant beast he's become. Probably choosing to check down to McCaffrey instead of throwing the deep ball recently because of his arm problems. And if you look at his last three games on the road, Pittsburgh, Detroit, and Tampa Bay... Great matchups. He scored an average of 20 fantasy points. Oh, not 20. I mean, I'm just, just saying. Still top five. So that makes him a, not necessarily, makes him a back end quarterback one. For t-
0: 20 points is a good quarterback. All rally. I'm saying
1: is temper your expectations. I don't see this matchup and I don't see Cam putting up 35 and winning you your week. I, on the other hand, last time Cam played the Buccaneers, he put up over 20 and he, they had like two or three rushing touchdowns as a team. So I'm starting Cam as a high end. The quarterback one. Christian McCaffrey is a
0: must-play, and you should have high expectations for him. Um, Cleveland has not been efficient uh, on defense this year. So, I mean, we could talk about him. You just want to say a couple things about him so we could just talk about him. Cleveland uh, against the running back 25th in defensive efficiency. So, obviously, you're starting Christian McCaffrey anyway, and he's in a plus matchup.
1: I mean, last week he had like a 60-yard rush and then caught a touchdown on the next play. That doesn't happen in today's NFL. You run 60 yards, you walk off to the sideline and have the backup come in. So just that is – that's why you have Christian McCaffrey on your team. Yeah. Let's
0: try and figure out these pass-catching options that Cam loves to spread the ball around to because figuring out the Cardinals' offense was an annoying thing to do this year. Um, DJ Moore was one of the guys that I've stuck with all year. Um, finally, when I thought it was paying off, all of a sudden, he doesn't have the same kind of game that he had last time. But he was, he was involved, 4-for-44. And then two rushes for 21 yards. So, I mean, he goes from a giant game to a down game. Although his floor is getting higher, you can't trust DJ Moore. Uh, just as a wide receiver three, he's a boom or bust. You'll start him in your wide receiver three spot, but he's either going to give you wide receiver four or wide receiver two numbers, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, he's boom or bust. Yeah. But I like I like DJ Moore this week as a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three because of the uh, – the matchup against Cleveland where I'm expecting to be a pretty high scoring game with two teams I like to air it out Curtis Samuel though is someone who's very interesting who me and Jason both have I thought I was going to be coming in here with a high Curtis Samuel ranking and Jason would be like what are you doing bro and then I go and see that he ranked Curtis Samuel one spot ahead of me at 33 I ranked him at 34 three straight weeks of double digit points slowly and just out of nowhere, really Let becoming say, a big part since, of the offense. Since we had him on our waivers at 2% owned, the only people in the world. Little little pat on the back there. True that. Don't forget that. But yeah, three weeks ago, he had seven targets. Turned that into 555 and a touchdown. The week before that, he wasn't as involved. He only had two targets, but he did catch a touchdown and even had a rush for 25 yards. And then last week, he had 11 targets and went six for 88. And uh, that was with Devin Funch's return. So even though Devin Funches... Came back, he just took a backseat to Moore and Samuel yet again. So Samuel's stock just continues to go up. Also something to keep in mind with Samuel, as I was talking about earlier, Cam Newton's failure to throw the ball 50 yards. Samuel can be an awesome short throw yak guy. And that also might be why he saw 11 targets last week. Samuel and McCaffrey becoming his new targets, not uh, Funches and Moore. Well, Moore is seeing targets, but not not Funches. And now Olsen's out too. It opens up more targets for Samuel. What about Ian Thomas?
0: Uh, five catches last week after Greg Olsen came back. He was that guy who is, you know, this good spark athlete, and he was supposed to take the place of Olsen the first time. Didn't work out the first time. But there's such little tight end options right now on the fantasy waiver wire that you have to be considering, hey, maybe Ian Thomas, maybe
1: I give him a shot with Greg Olson out. I'm not. Uh, my favorite guy to give a shot to is Dan Arnold of the New Orleans Saints. If you look at his snaps recently, it's going up every week. Someone I had on the look-ahead section of the waivers this week. Uh, they have Tampa Bay, Carolina, Pittsburgh coming up. If I'm taking a shot on a tight end, it's not Ian Thomas. It's someone attached to Drew Brees with, a, with also a good spark frame. And also, Jason, Jason doesn't really like to look at past tight end matchups because there's so many tight ends in this league that don't matter. But uh, the Browns have basically shut down every single tight end they've seen. They've only allowed one tight end touchdown this year and less than 36 yards a game. So so let's go over to the Browns. Baker Mayfield had himself a bad game, but he looks like he's a streamer candidate in this one for sure. Yeah, this is a game that I expect to be very high scoring, and the Panthers have actually allowed two or more passing touchdowns in 10 of their last 11 games. So they've been very beatable through the air of late, and it's the annual, not the annual, the weekly ESPN said to sit <laughs> julio jones against james bradbury part <laughs> of the podcast but yeah so i actually i feel like jason don't you, i'm gonna let i'm pretty sure jason has a lot to say about antonio calloway yeah yeah so i'm just gonna pass to jason because i know that he has a bunch of you're cool about with antonio him? Callaway, huh you're cool with calloway yeah, now i'm cool with Callaway. oh hell yeah i kind of like calloway this week too i'm, I'm surprised we're on yeah, the same page he was on our waivers this week uh when writing it up, he's basically becoming more reliable than Jarvis Landry. If you look at what he's done recently, he's been putting up numbers. And then even last week, if you look at, he put up eight half PPR points, something like that. A little disappointing. But he had, in one drive, he had a 77-yard touchdown called back. Two plays later, a 71-yard catch that he fumbled at the goal line. So if he ended up Getting into the end zone on one of those plays, there would be a lot more buzz around Antonio Callaway's name. If you look at his targets, they've been going up weekly. He's becoming one of Baker Mayfield's best targets on the outside as he's moving away from Jarvis Landry. Uh, I think Antonio Callaway is, call me crazy, but I'd start him as a wide receiver four, flex play, even a wide receiver three if you really need to. Now, Jarvis Landry just talked about him. He went for 103 in his like return back to yeah. human
0: life. Um, if you're a Landry rosterer, and you've had him and you had to sit him for the last couple of weeks or he's burned you the last couple of weeks and finally comes out with a good game are you trusting him against a very beatable panther
1: secondary so me and Jason actually both have Jarvis Landry at 26th overall so that's how we feel about him back to high end wide receiver 3 territory not because of his uh not because of what he's done in the past but because of his potential just that we saw last week but as he's done in the past, he didn't score double digit points between weeks eight to twelve. So that's something to keep an eye on. I wouldn't trust him as anything. In a in a ten team league or a two wide receiver starting league, I wouldn't feel great about just starting Jarvis Landry. David Njoku is someone I'd feel happy to start though. I know he was had a big time down week again last week, but Carolina allows the most points to tight ends per game. If you look at if you look at touchdowns, Carolina's allowed nine touchdowns to tight ends this season. So Njoku's a great play. Uh, Callaway is huge upside. So Mayfield's put up 21 points per game over the last four weeks, even with the stinker last week. So I'm liking this offense this week. Duke Johnson? Just kidding. Uh, Nick Chubb in the running game,
0: uh, another – it's it's a plus matchup. Uh, you said you'd play Fournette over him, but you think Fournette's an RB1. Uh, I think Nick Chubb's a high upside RB2 this week.
1: I have Fournette at 8, Chubb at 9, so you're not going to argue with me. Okay. So. I want to say something about Nick Chubb real quick. So the, I took I did a trade with Jason a couple of weeks back of Nick Chubb for Cam Newton because I'm stockpiled at running back, and I wanted Cam Newton for the playoffs as the one seed because my team is nice. And then my reasoning for it was because Nick Chubb is more of a active runner when the Browns are in the lead, and you don't know how often the Browns are going to be in the lead. And then Michael Salfino of The Athletic actually wrote an article about how running backs who have the lead – have a 28 to 31 percent higher score than quarterbacks to than running backs who don't have the lead in a game mm. and then we saw that last week when Nick Chubb had only 14 and a half half PPR points which is a very solid game yeah it's if, still good but if he didn't have that garbage time ish touchdown he would have had eight points eight and a half points and then the two weeks before that when he when the Browns were absolutely killing it he had 35 and a half and, 26 and a half points so I'm not Chubb is a little tough this week to uh to trust against Carolina and what I think should be a close game. Not tough to trust. Obviously, I'd trust him, but I don't know if his ceiling is there as it was the couple weeks prior. One of the more intriguing matchups on the slate
0: is the next matchup that we're going to talk about here. The next matchup we're going to talk about is the the Baltimore Ravens versus the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the classic, one of the best, if not the best, offense in the NFL against the statistically ranked number one defense in the NFL and the Baltimore Ravens. Let's start on the Ravens side. Uh, Lamar Jackson looks like he's going to be the starter again. He had his first bad game as a fantasy quarterback last week. Um, but this Kansas city defense is absolutely susceptible to, uh, quarterback points. How
1: do you feel about Lamar Jackson in this one? I have Lamar Jackson as my 10th quarterback. I think at this point, uh, we can expect a 16 point floor. He just runs that much. Uh, The upsetting part about Jackson, probably the reason why he's not ranked higher, is that his ceiling isn't as high as we thought it would be. But if you're looking for a quarterback to get you 16 to 22 points, Lamar Jackson's your guy, and a lot of quarterbacks aren't as safe as he is. Ceiling as high as you guys thought it would be. Don't get me on the Lamar Jackson train. You know I'm not on that train. But, yeah, I have him as my 13th quarterback, so streaming territory. Again, like Jason said, I just don't love his low ceiling passing-wise in this game.
0: So talk about Gus Edwards, 82 yards on 21 carries against a Falcons team that has been beatable on the ground.
1: Um, any any worries there, or are you firing him up with no problem whatsoever? Perhaps I'm a little bit worried. He literally just doesn't have any involvement in the passing game. Yeah, not he what, needs not to rush it. for points. But it helps when you're facing Kansas City, the team that literally gives up points on the ground always. They're worse in the league against running backs. Uh, so I think Edwards is going to run no matter what. That's how they run their offense with Lamar Jackson. So I love, I like him as a high-end RB2 play this week. And I can't think of a team uh, other than the Ravens now who were in the playoff hunt and then just completely changed their offense, their QB, and running back halfway through the season like this. It's basically and what the Niners did. They were a high-flying offense with Joe Flacco. They were uh, top five in the league in yards per attempt throwing downfield. John Brown was having a hell of a year and the Lamar Jackson steps in and out they run the ball the most and they uh they actually I was going to say this talking about the Chiefs about their downside this week but the Ravens actually after giving up the 10th most plays per game with Joe Flacco on their center they're allowing the least plays per game for their opponents now with Lamar Jackson on their center because they control the ball so much they're holding it for over 37 minutes a game wow yes. holy shit that's a
0: that's a remarkable number
1: yeah that's so, crazy when your defense is super talented, That's nuts. and then you could also only have them on the field for a third of the game, it's it's big time. You know who I like? Tim, I'm going to give you a little credit here. Oh, I, I'm ready. You were talking about him last week. Ty Montgomery. <laughs> there it is. Uh, call me crazy. I have him ranked ahead of guys like Tevin Coleman this week. I don't uh, think you're
0: crazy. I, I, if I had a worse team, I would. I would start him, but my team's too looking good to Looking at him. he had
1: ten <laughs> and eleven touches the last two weeks. The Chiefs are worse than Atlanta against uh the Chiefs are worse than Atlanta against pass catching running backs and Atlanta's known for that garbage. Trash. So if I'm looking at a Tevin Coleman who gets eleven touches a game, and I'm looking at Montgomery who gets eleven touches a game, most of them through the air against the Chiefs, who are the worst at that, Montgomery has a good amount of flex appeal this week. I have him as my running back, 37. Uh, he has 17 touches over the last two weeks, so he's slowly but surely getting more involved. The return of Kenneth Dixon might hurt him a little bit. That makes me a little nervous. Yeah, it's, if Kenneth Dixon plays a bit more this week uh, after after last week, he played pretty well when the limited chances he received. So that limits his upside. I mean, it's not like Tom Montgomery has huge upside to begin with. It's, I think he's more of like a desperation flex play. So let's go over to the other side now.
0: Here's the question. You are starting your Chiefs because they got you here. Yep. Are you at all nervous about the fact that the Baltimore Ravens are not only statistically the best team in the NFL, they've given up the least amount of yards, but they're also super efficient. Like, every metric also has them as a top defense. You know, you saw them you saw them shut down a decent offense last week. You know, what do you, What do you say, Michael?
1: I was going to say, the Ravens, you guys remember in like, what was it, week three or four or something, Thursday night, when they gave up three touchdowns to A.J. Green in the first half? hmm That was three touchdowns to a wide receiver, right? On the season, they're allowing less than 130 receiving yards and less than a touchdown per game to receivers. And they give up three to A.J. Green in one game. So that means in the other uh, 11 games combined, they've given up less than eight touchdowns to wide receivers. So they've been pretty ridiculous when it comes to guarding wide receivers. Tyreek Hill, though, he – the reason why I didn't love drafting Tyreek Hill this year was because of his peaks and valleys that I expected. Obviously, that's been happening, the peaks and valleys, but his peaks have been so high that it, you can't really complain about it. Yeah, it canceled out the valleys. Yeah, but this game—this game's a little tough because I think he's either going to go 7 for 150 in a touchdown or he's going to go for like 2 for 45, and that's it. So it's it's a little scary if I'm a Terry Kill owner. Jason? Uh, I mean, there's a couple of comparable games. If you look at it, the Chiefs have played Jacksonville and Arizona. In those games, Mahomes scored 18 and 20. So we've found that he can be trusted as a QB1 in tough matchups, but not necessarily the quarterback one overall that we're kind of accustomed to him being. I think he's done it three times this year, which is nuts. So... When you look at the wide receivers that he's throwing to Travis Kelsey should uh do well. The Ravens are one of the worst teams against a tight end. I mention it every week. And I always say this spiel about is it because they don't really give up yards to other players or is it because they're bad against tight ends? Either way, they give up yards to tight ends. About Travis to Kelsey out. is rather find out a good one. Yeah. And then Tyreek Hill just matchup proof, man. It's true.
0: What about Patrick Mahomes? Any uh any type of reservation, like it, let's say Really, if you have Pat Mahomes on your team, then he's probably your number one starter. So, let's look at the top streamers. Lamar Jackson.
1: You're not starting any of them. Mahomes. No. no. I have him at five, though. Jameis. I've ranked him in a long time. No. I have him at two. So, Jay, you'd rather start Phillip Rivers than Patrick Mahomes this week? Yeah. I could all But up. here's the thing. like These are my rankings, so these are where I think these people are going to end up by the end of the week. I'd be hard-pressed if I had Mahomes and Rivers on my team to sit Mahomes. I feel you
0: there. Any love for a secondary pass-catching option for the, the the Chiefs?
1: I think Watkins can get into wide receiver three territory. Uh, he's basically been as consistent as they come when he's playing. He's expected to play this week. I think six of eight healthy games he's been a wide receiver three or better. So I'm going to ride that. Yeah, I'm okay with riding Watkins. But like I said the about the time of possession, that's only 51 plays a game the teams against the Ravens the last three weeks. So – opportunities might be a bit limited for the secondary players.
0: Might be hard to come by. Let's go over to our next game, the AFC South Showdown. Hold your
1: horses, Tim. You're Spencer forgetting Wair. about uh, running back here. Did I? Spencer Ware, kid. Spencer Ware,
0: Oh, the most important thing. Yeah. I have Spencer Ware. I need to make this decision. Hey, we've How? Been, we've been delaying what this. What am I doing? What am I doing? I think it's because I'm subconsciously scared that you guys are going to tell me he's going to suck. So I'm, I'm avoiding the question. So I'm just going to like take off my headphones and close my eyes and say la, 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 la in the background while you guys say, all right. Spencer Ware. How do you feel about him this week? Stop talking, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna la la la. Um La 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 He played forty nine snaps last week. That's sixty nine percent of the team snaps. Really what more can you ask for? Right? He wasn't gonna completely replace Kareem Hunt. He ran I, he, he was the pass catching back as well. He ran twenty three pass routes. Yeah. Well he he yeah. He ran like, pass out to Damian Williams, but he didn't out-catch him. Damian Williams had two to Spencer Ware's one, yeah, even but though he out severely out-ran yeah. like ran routed. Him. Damian Without, Williams kind of looked good, which scared me. Yeah, Damian Williams has always been a bit underrated. He's uh, Every time he got a chance, he's always looked pretty good. He was killing it with Kenyon Drake before he got hurt in Miami. Yeah, But Spencer Ware, I'll, I'm going to call him a touchdown-dependent RB1. If he gets a touchdown, he'll be in RB1 territory. I think his floor is safe enough to be an RB2. It's a Kansas City Chiefs offense. They're going to run a little bit. He's going to catch some passes. Obviously not Kareem Hunt type, though. I don't I don't love him. Just The Ravens have allowed the least fancy points to opposing running backs this year, which is absurd when they're so good against a wide receiver, too. Their defense has just been tremendous. So I don't love it, especially with, uh, with Damien Williams there stealing some carries, too. Ware did end up playing a bit more than I expected, though, when I initially looked at the box scores. So... He should be able to get 15-plus touches. So I have him as my running back, 17, so right in the mid-RB2 mix.
0: Now let's go to the AFC South showdown. The Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans have been rendering people helpless lately, and the Colts are coming off their worst performance of the year by far.
1: Trivia time, real quick. Go ahead. It's kind of obvious because, you know, we're on this game. Who leads the league in rushing since week seven? Lamar Lamar, Sch- Sch- Lamar Schmiller? Schmiller? Lamar Schmiller. Lamar Schmiller. Shamar Lober since week seven—that's a pretty long time. I would have thought I would have guessed like Philip Lindsay, to be honest. Yeah, he's been hot. Okay. That's all I have to say. You can continue your intro. <laughs> so let's let's talk about Houston. Let's
0: start with Houston. Let's start with Lamar Miller. Um, he's going up against the Indianapolis Colts defense that has been susceptible to the run. How do you feel about Lamar Miller? Miller does he continue his run as a guy you could trust Is it running back too? And any, I mean the answer is no here, but Dante Foreman. Activated from the pub list.
1: Whoa. I mean, his his (laughs) injury just never got better. Yeah. Uh, On the topic of Lamar Miller, I have him as a high-end RB2. I got him at 13. Four of his last six games, he's put up over 100 yards. Uh, Listen, it's just a fact now with this guy that he's better when he's not a genuine workhorse. When he's getting some time off, he have some fresh legs. Yeah. I mean, what more can you say? Can you argue with the results? He has the most rushing yard since week seven. You got to throw him out as a RB2 and be happy about it. It's, it's crazy. Not, it this is isn't this isn't a daunting matchup.
0: It's crazy how you have two guys that are splitting a load almost 50-50, and one is a bucket, solid running back two, and the guy who's getting the more the more carries of the two in the last two games is probably on the most waiver wires. Yeah. And and that's too. Alfred Blue, by the way, for those of you who aren't familiar.
1: But I'm a, a little skeptical about... About Lamar Miller, because obviously we have seen him do this before, and then obviously we've seen him shit the bed repeatedly before. Obviously. 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 I mean, since week seven, he played Miami, Blah, Denver, gets beat by the run, Washington, Tennessee, Cleveland. Those are all teams that aren't, like, they're not scary to go up against. Tennessee Indy. is a good run D. Very, very good run D. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee, fine, but they also held the lead the whole game. I, I just... Denver's been better recently too. I'm not buying the argument you just made. If Indy's able to take the lead or keep it close the whole time, I don't I don't know how big of a game Lamar Miller will have.
0: All right, so let's go over to the quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Uh look, if you're not playing Deshaun Watson,
1: you have Deshaun Watson, then you must have like you must have had Patrick Mahomes as well. Do you not listen to me when I talk on the show? I'm gonna disagree. I have him at, at eleven. I'd rather pick up James Winston and play him. Uh, I'd rather go with... Who do I have against... Ahead of him. Uh, James Winston is really only the maybe free agent here. Lamar Jackson, I'd rather play. Look, it's another week. Deshaun Watson doesn't throw for more than 250 yards. You know the last time he did that? Week 5. I'm just going to keep saying it every week. Because we keep on adding a week every time. Until this week. No, it's a... a, What was I going to say? It's a run first team. There you go. And Deshaun Watson's kind of being carried by his legs. His ceiling's not as high as you like right now. His best game was the insane one where he had four touchdowns and 12 throws or some shit. So I don't think he's as lock and loaded as people think he is. I think he's a solid back end because he's been playing well. Back in QB1, he's been playing well. The Colts aren't a great matchup. But he, this guy doesn't throw the ball. It's a run-first team. There's a reason why Miller's rushing for over 100 yards every game. He also has a pretty high ceiling, though. He does have 29 points in two of his last five games, 29 or more, 29 and 31. A 20 in another one, so it's not like he's shitting the bed completely. I do have him as my quarterback, 9, but I'm with Jason. I actually do prefer Jameis Winston this week as well. For the options
0: at wide receiver, let's just call it spade a spade. You can't start Demarius Thomas this week.
1: No, I don't think you could have ever started Demarius Thomas. He has 10 catches in four games. People are probably taking victory laps because he caught two touchdowns in on one game. Yeah, It's not going to happen. I mean, last week... A whole bunch of people had DT ranked within their top 36. Me and Jason, I don't I don't even know if he was in our top, like, 45. Because if he's not going to catch touchdown, he's not going to do anything.
0: DeAndre Hopkins is always going to do something, even in the bad games. Jordan Thomas. Let's talk about him. Tight end. Caught a touchdown. Any reason to be watching out for Jordan Thomas or picking him up if you really need a starter?
1: I mean, he's caught some touchdowns every now and then. Not someone that's really involved too much. Again, it's a run-first team. I don't want a quarterback who's not – a tight end who's not really seeing targets. He's very touchdown or bust. Yeah. Like, he's either getting you one or nine because he caught one touchdown for 15 yards. You know, DeAndre Hopkins only has one 100-yard game in the last seven. Interesting. Interesting. Let's go over to the Colts. Um, Andrew Luck got shut down after
0: being absolutely unstoppable, this unstoppable machine that was Andrew Luck. He cooled down – uh 33 of 52, so a lot of incomplete passes. 19 incomplete passes, 248 yards, and an interception for Andrew Luck. For those people who found the gem that was Andrew Luck on the waiver wire, should they be concerned uh, with him going up against this Houston defense that has not allowed shit to anyone? Michael, sorry. you.
1: I have Andrew Luck as a low-end QB1 this week. He's my quarterback 10. Um, If I own him, I'm probably still throwing him out there just because he has been so great. But this is pretty similar to last week where they, plays, where they played against Jacksonville. Houston has been probably better of late. Their defense has been causing havoc across the board. Everyone with J.J. Watt, Jadavian Clowney, Kareem Jackson has been one of the best corners in the league. Jonathan Joseph is back and playing well. Uh, it's just it's not an easy defense to run against, not an easy defense to pass against. So if the offensive line is able to hold back J.J. Watt and Jadavian Clowney and give Andrew Luck time, he could have a pretty big game, maybe find T.Y. Hilton for a few deep balls. But if his offensive line crumbles like they did last week against Jacksonville after being un just unscathed the, like f- five weeks before that, then he uh, he might have some trouble. You know, ironically, Andrew Luck's three touchdown streaks started against Houston. Uh, it just broke last week, and then since then, Houston hasn't allowed more than two passing touchdowns in a game. Eric Hebron. E. Breezy. Even when he sucks,
0: he's good. 16 targets. 10 receptions for 81 he's, yards. He's really not that good. Just, I disagree. I think The Colts are just feeding the man. I think he said it best, and he's one of a kind. There is no position for him. He doesn't have a position. He's too slow to be a wide receiver, yes. He's too, I don't know, he's too... Not tight end. To be not a, tight end he's to be a, a tight blocker. end. Like, he can't block to be a tight end. He's too... He can't be, well, this and that and this and that and whatever the Lions think he can't do, he could do it all. And he's his own guy, and they're using him to perfection.
1: I don't know. I'm not a fan of Eric Ebron. Really what? How could player.
0: 16 targets, dude?
1: Well, yeah, short targets. I'm talking about just Oh, fantasy-wise, fantasy-wise, top five tight end. Yeah. We have him as our consensus tight end, what is it? Five, I'm assuming? Yeah, we actually have. Four? Our consensus tight end three is Jalen Samuels for all you Yahoo players out there. There it is. But uh, we'll I talk about that one. I was comes. going back and forth with Samuels and Ertz all day, but I couldn't pass him over Ertz. Come on, bro. That's blasphemous. This guy's a starting running back, bro. What are you talking about? What are you about, kid? Ertz is basically a wide receiver one. If we're gonna look on the ground for Indy, uh Houston hasn't allowed a rusher to surpass sixty yards in seven weeks. Marlon Mack was out snapped sixty one percent to thirty really? seven percent by Heem Hines. Really surprising. He only had nine touches. He's probably still hurt. Like the He's just out there giving it his best, but I haven't heard any reports about it though. It would be weird if they just not someone I want to start. Switch. But yeah, you can't trust Mac or And PPR. That's one I guy I, I have. Time uh, Montgomery ahead of Hines might be a viable PPR flex play.
0: I mean, nine receptions is viable PPR. But he's for not sure. gonna
1: catch nine receptions every week. That's his career high. The nine receptions. Sure,
0: but so fourteen points for Naheem Hines. If you were starting him, you you were happy about that. No. What about Ty? Ty had that one big game, but he goes back to kind of being that average dude that he was before. Uh, what is you talking about, kid? What is
1: you talking about, kid? What am I talking about? He's not an average guy. His floor is like four catches, ninety yeah, yards. Yeah, but he's been all right. It's fine. When I say average, yeah. I mean like wide receiver. You want to talk about? A, I mean, he's basically been DeAndre Hopkins. Look at DeAndre Hopkins' numbers. Yo, you're, you're wilding. Since not been the DeAndre buy, Hopkins. he's been awesome. Yeah. First off, last time he played Houston real quick, I just want to say this. He put up four receptions for 115 yards in one half before he got hurt. So, but then since the bye, he put up 9.2 against the Jaguars, which is respectable. 33, 17, and 11 and a half against Jacksonville again. Eight for 77 against Jalen Ramsey. He had the one. It's not hard to do. I mean, it's not easy to
0: do. Sure, but he had the one giant game with the one fifty-five and two touchdowns, and then you're
1: gonna complain about seven for one twenty-five. No, Miami. All right, fine,
0: fine. He had two giant games. He's, I I apologize after two good games. Even
1: if you don't want to look at uh, yards and touchdowns or whatever, he's seeing a wide receiver one type market share. He's seeing over a quarter of Andrew Luck's passes. That's a guy you're starting confidently. Yeah, agreed. He's a. How are you gonna yell at me? <laughs> he's a borderline wide receiver one for us this week, or is he wide receiver one? We haven't yeah. Uh, wide receiver thirteen. Anyone else? What guys want to talk about in this game? I'm yeah, no, no, cooler yeah, no, than a cooler of I Actually, prob- wouldn't hate.
0: That's probably the the most uncool thing ever told. <laughs> I wouldn't I don't hate know what I'm doing, man.
1: To play Houston defense, good defenses make good plays. So, mm. Mm. <laughs> like, I'd prefer Houston to like streaming someone. Like, I don't know. All right, let's talk about
0: about the pass versus the Dolphins. Dolphins might be playing without Xavier Howard, who had a big game last week. Uh, Let's keep an eye on that. That would be huge. Uh, Uh, That would be a giant uh, upgrade for Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon and and probably the Patriots in general overall. So let's talk about the Patriots. They have a great matchup coming into this one. Uh, The Dolphins' defense has been beatable on every level. The Patriots have been on a roll. But Tom Brady does have a knack for ruining people in the fantasy playoffs. Last year... Uh, Jason ran down Tom Brady's career stats in the fantasy playoffs, and he is less than a QB1 by far. Yep. Um, do you have those exact stats on you?
1: Uh, maybe I can look them up if you want to pass it to Michael. Yeah, so yeah. while Jason
0: while Jason looks up maybe his last year's uh, notes on that, I remember very distinctly Tom Brady sucks in week 14, <laughs> 15, and 16. Uh, he costs people championships. With that being said, this is a plus matchup.
1: Jason once won a championship by sitting Brady in the championship game for Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles, my quarterback. Both times I won the chip in the last three years in our main league. Gotta love it. No <laughs> garbage can't. time counts. I gotta get a Blake Bortles bobblehead for this room. Fuck yeah, that's what I'm doing. You might as well uh, put Blake Bortles gonna your be my starting favorite quarterback piece in the studio since you know you didn't make the playoffs. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> but Tom Brady has not been Tom Brady this year, guys. I don't know if it's just the Patriots offense or the injuries or the receivers and Gronk, but he just hasn't been Tom Brady-esque. He hasn't reached 20 points since Week 7. He only surpassed 16 points what one time in that whole span. I mean, 20 passing touchdowns and 8 interceptions does not sound like a Tom Brady stat line in Week 14 of the NFL season. So if I if I own Tom Brady, I'm looking somewhere else for a QB1 this week. Are you going as far as to sit Brady? Oh, 100%. Really? There's no way I'm trusting Tom Brady. We've uh-huh. talked about his past in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, if you just look at this season, he hasn't been a quarterback once since week seven. Also, if you look at the past, believe it or not, the Pats were 1-4 in in their last five games against Miami. Uh, Miami's also bad against the rush. The Patriots have been scoring a lot of rushing touchdowns. So I expect that to continue as well. I'm not touching Tom Brady this week. I don't, he might go off with his vintage 30-point game. I'll eat my words. I'm not doing it. Speaking of rushing, seven different players got a rush for the Packers.
0: I mean, yeah. for the for the Patriots last week. Sony Michelle, Julian Edelman, James White, Rex Burkhead, Cordell Patterson, the oh James Devlin had like Je- five. James Devlin had four carries for five yards, but two touchdowns after getting one carry all year. Besides that, don't even get me started as a Sony Michelle owner. That's the Pats and Tom Brady, of course, passed uh, that one thousand uh, rushing yard mark for his career. So. Michael, Jason, gurus uh, of this fantasy game, can you tell us anything about this Patriots running game, or is it just a big secret that Bill Belichick is in on and only Bill Belichick is in on?
1: Tim, you're a Sony Michelle owner, so you might be a little upset or worried. I'm just going to have to tell you to sim it down, sim it down. I you're, think- from your mouth to God's ears, bro, I need a win in this game. I think I'm... I've been lower on Sony Michel than both of you for basically the whole year just because he's not super involved in the past game, so he's pretty touchdown dependent, but I love him this week. He's my running back 13 because I don't see a way where he doesn't find the end zone, honestly. The Dolphins are allowing the third most rushing yards per game. The Patriots run the ball a ton. He had, uh, what was it, four rush attempts last week, but 24 the week before that. I mean... I, I don't see how he doesn't get at least 15 carries against Miami. 90-ish yards and a touchdown is honestly what I'm expecting. So Michelle
0: did get the lion's share of the carries by far. 17 carries. The next closest was Rex
1: Burkhead with seven. You're taking 17 oh, yeah. carries I said on four the carries. seventeen. Yeah, you said four. I was like, I got to look this up. Maybe my notes are wrong. You're taking 17 touches all day. Uh, Burkhead well, right 18 now. 18 touches, 17 carries. Burkhead right now is in a not enough to warrant discussion, but enough to be a pain in the ass territory. Yeah. James White led the patch in receiving last week. He's becoming very hard to predict. You don't know when he's really going to be involved or not. He has a generally safe floor. His ceiling is not nearly as high as it used to be earlier in the year. I got him at running back 24. Uh, I think he's right at the back end RB2 high end flex play area. I'd, I'd feel comfortable with him as my flex. But if I had to throw out James White and, say, I don't know, Kenyon Drake on the same lineup, I wouldn't feel as comfortable. Let's talk about Josh Gordon, Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman.
0: These are guys that a lot of people put in their fantasy lineups and expect big things. They've all been ups and downs. Uh, Josh Gordon has been okay, but the ceiling hasn't been that blow-up ceiling that people expected. Julian Edelman has been okay, but he's been hurt. And Rob Gronkowski has been probably considered terrible. If he wasn't a tight end, he'd be one of those guys you are talking about a huge bust, but he's still like tight end six overall, even though he sucks and misses all these games. How do you feel about them against the this uh, Miami offense? Defense?
1: Uh, Josh Gordon has been pretty disappointing basically the whole year with the amount like everyone was saying, oh, if he gets the volume, he's going to be such a beast. Just give him the volume. He's getting a ton of volume and he's just not really doing too much with it. Like he's doing probably what you'd expect from a like a typical wide receiver to do, not someone that you'd expect Josh Gordon to do, but that's what happens when you are out of the league for four years. So I don't love him this week. Um but with that being said, I do have him ranked or do I have Josh Gordon ranked? I'm pretty sure he's a wide receiver two this week. Um yeah, he's my wide receiver twenty two solo on to wide receiver two, just because I like his touchdown potential against Miami, who allows a touchdown to receivers every week and over hundred sixty five yards to receivers. On the year. So, even if he gets five targets, I could see him catching three balls for 70 yards and a touchdown. But if he doesn't score a touchdown, it'll be a disappointing week for Josh Gordon.
0: The Giants offense has been rolling. They take on the Redskins in an NFC East matchup. Um, But we'll get to that after we get to the Dolphins. Uh, Kenyon Drake. Nice save, Tim. Thank you. Kenyon Drake. It's almost like um, that was planned. I planned that whole thing. I don't know what I about.
1: thought I would like Kenyon Drake a little more. He's probably speak. the only
0: person on the Dolphins that I'm considering playing. At all.
1: I thought I'd like him a little more because uh, it's kind of predictable when to use him at this point when he's going to get a lot of passing work. But when you look at the way the Pats have been playing, the fact that they're one and four in the last four games, against five games against Miami in Miami, it might not be that game. So I'm holding caution on Drake. I think he's more of a flex play than RB2. I wouldn't be surprised if he disappoints. I mean, I think he has a pretty solid shot. I have him as my running back 25, so I wouldn't feel super excited about putting him as an RB2 this week. I'd feel more—I'd I'd like him better in the flex. But they allow over 50 receiving yards to running backs per game. Uh, that is the Patriots. So Drake can have some success catching <laughs> you know, the ball.
0: Anyone else in the Dolphins you guys want to discuss? I do. You know,
1: sometimes we just have gut feelings. Oh, here we go. Don't really have the Kenny words steals. to back it up. Devontae Parker? Kenny Stills. I prefer Devontae Parker this week. Devontae Parker's one touchdown in his last 18 games. And it was last Devante week. Devontae Parker is a myth. He's a Loch Ness monster. He scored last week, though. He did. Fine. Whatever. He's leading up So did targets. Kenny Stills. True. Parker didn't score last week, did he? Still scored he last did. week. Devontae went before. four for 43 in a touchdown. Mm. All right, so so did Stills. Suck it. I just have a feeling about Stills. 21 targets over his last three games. Devante Let's
0: move now. over to that uh, premature uh, ejaculate matchup. Nah? No. Huh. Oh, my
1: goodness. This crickets. is going to be a fast one.
0: Giants at the Redskins. S- yo, Skins. Citrus Skins. I mean, how could you start anyone with Mark Sanchez? At this is worse than the Bills. I mean, I would start AP, probably. He's probably going to get a lot of Timmy. Yo, I didn't like AP last week, and then he
1: blew He's, a 90 yard oh no. Stop it. Oh, I hated that play more than anything I've seen all year. Why? Because you can be so right about a person, and then the Eagles can decide they don't want to tackle him for one play. This guy didn't even end with 100 yards. He had a ninety-yard rush and ended with less than hundred rushing yards. Come on. He literally was what we thought he was. That's harder to do than. But he run ended for with a ninety-yard touchdown. Eighteen fantasy points. ship his meal. Yeah, don't start AP.
0: Giants: Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham, and no one else.
1: Juicy. Basically, I'm so glad that as the always, Shepard and Ingram section is now the and nobody else section.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't play Shepard and Ingram when they're both on the field at the same time. We've said this around. many, many I times. I mean, even if, yeah. if even if Ingram's not even on the field right now. Shepard's just not good.
1: Yeah. So, that, I mean, that was going to be, be my good, next question. Another... So, now that Ingram's out, are you. No, Red Ellison is being more productive than either of them have been all year. It's
0: hilarious. Yeah. Good old Rhett. Um, all right, so let's go on to the next game Saints at Buccaneers. Oh, we can talk about
1: Jordan Reed. Uh, all right, let's no, go. No, to... we can't. Mark Sanchez is QBing. That's true. Sanchez threw 20 passes last week, five in the month of them went to Reed. Yeah, and how many yards did he get from that? i I think it was like twenty-one or something. Twenty-five percent target share, for twenty-one yards. Twenty-five percent target share. I like higher target share than total yards. Twenty-five percent. If 20. you have Jordan Reed you have to play him, I, that's you know you have to. It's Michael, let's see false. who do you have. All right. So false. what? What streaming tight ends are you? Michael, you have Jordan Reed at fourteen. So you'd rather start Chris Herndon than him? Yeah, absolutely. And Kyle Rudolph? Yeah. yeah. Nah, nah, nah.
0: I don't. Uh, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> not starting to read over Juice <laughs> crazy, man. Juice crazy.
1: All right. Let's move on to the Saints at Buccaneers. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. Oh, well, <laughs> there's more people in this. I thought we were going to do this one quick. Sorry. My tight end rankings are, are literally, like, my rankings and then the overalls. I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. And then that's where it cuts off. That's great. Yeah, it's true. 1 through 15 are all tied with Jason's. <laughs> and mine are, like, scattered about. I'm running the show, kid. What are you talking about? Like, Jason's 1 through 15, I'm like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 9, 8, 7, 11, 10, 15, 14, 13. But Jason's 1 through 15 are the overall 1 through 15 because that's how all the averages averaged out. Okay. It's, it's fun to talk about math, Tim. No, it's not math. Is <laughs> I can guarantee you that. Thing.
0: Uh, the audience that's still with us, stay. thanks for staying with us despite the math talk. Uh, let's, go to the, let's go to our next game. Are we ready to go to the next game yet? We're ready this one's try. more exciting, folks. The Saints at the Buccaneers. I think the Saints... Blow the back door off the fucking Buccaneers and put up like sixty points if they can. Uh, not really though. I, they, say, I say I I can see them putting up fifty points and first of all, they got two things to do. Number one, they gotta avenge a loss. Number two, they gotta avenge their first loss of the season to this team. And number three, they gotta establish reestablish dominance in the NFC. And I think they do all three of those things this week. With that being said, I would start Ingram and uh Kamara as running back ones. I don't have a problem doing both oh, for on. for both. Look.
1: You just called Ingram a running back one? Tim, you piss me off sometimes, bro. Yo,
0: Ingram's been a running back one like three times.
1: Right, are you going to start Ingram over Chubb? I'm over talking Fournette. back in running back ones here. No. talking. You're starting right. him over it. Leonard Fournette? No. You're starting him over Gus Edwards? Yes. Crazy. Jalen Samuels? Yes. Lamar Miller? Yes. Spencer Ware? Yes. It's absurd. You're absurd. Tim Mark Ingram has seven and a half and four points the last two weeks. And What did he do the week before? In those games he had thirteen touches and nine touches. Dude, Dude, he's just before? a touchdown dependent RB two. He doesn't score yeah. a touchdown, he's a bum. The week before he scored two touchdowns. That's why he had twenty he had twenty three and a half, but he scored two touchdowns. He
0: can go off at any time, and this offense is about to go off. And they're on the road, so I'm I'm taking Smith, straight, clear out of the offense. There it is. You're not going to throw just to Mike to Mike Thomas. You're not going to throw just to him. I like both of these running backs this week. That's just me. Obviously, you guys feel worse about Mark Ingram than I do. Exactly what should be your expectations if you're a Mark Ingram player?
1: I have Mark Ingram at my 22nd running back. So there I'm okay with taking a shot at him as a low-end RB2 because he does have the upside to score two touchdowns and rush for 100 yards like he did a couple weeks prior. But he also has the potential to rush 10 times for 18 yards. Not 18, like 38 yards and zero touchdowns. But this is a great matchup. So I'm throwing him out there as an RB2 because I like his touchdown potential. But I I wouldn't feel great about starting Mark Ingram. I think Kamara and Michael Thomas both explode for over 20 points, though.
0: I mean, I think you could... What about Joe Breeze? Does he bounce back?
1: Yes, he does. Yeah, I'm not too concerned that it's a road game. Uh, If you look at his road games this season, he has struggled in some of them, including Dallas last week. But against Atlanta and Cincy, he absolutely did not struggle. So uh, he's still a good quarterback on the road. And when you're facing a defense like Tampa Bay, a good quarterback will get the job done. Uh, Also, if I'm looking at Michael Thomas, 16 catches and 180 yards last time they played uh, week one. And then if you look at Alvin Kamara, I mean, if you look at Tampa Bay, who they've allowed, like, They've played Barkley, CMC twice, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara. All guys were used as dual threats, and they all ended as RB1s. Kamara's going to feast.
0: Agreed. The Buccaneers, do you think they have any type of like momentum after that? It, it, it took them four turnovers to beat a division opponent at home by a touchdown. So I don't think they win this game, but let's talk about Jameis Winston. This is not the same matchup as before. The Saints' defense has been phenomenal the past four weeks. Uh, are you worried about these Bucks' weapons?
1: Not necessarily. All uh, right. So, so what, do, what are your expectations? I think that Todd Munkin is a genie. Uh, he's, 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 like, breaking records with two different quarterbacks. He's doing some uh, remarkable stuff. And the lowest Jameis Winston's— That's the Tampa Bay offensive coordinator, by the way. The lowest Jameis Winston's finished in a season— in, that he's pl- in a game this season that he's played fully. He's quarterback 10. Uh, I think that he has a lot of weapons that he's working with right now. I'm not, they're at home. I'm not uh, shying away from this matchup just because the Saints have been better. Yeah, I agree. Um, me and Jason have Godwin and Humphreys as, as, as wide receiver twos. Jason ranked Humphreys and Godwin as 19 and 20. I ranked Godwin and Humphreys as 20 and 21. So, I prefer Godwin because of the touchdown potential. And guess what, folks? Deshaun Jackson was out last week, and what happened? Chris Godwin went off, had 100 yards and a touchdown. He he has five touchdowns on the year. He's been They've shown that they want to use him in the red zone. Cameron Braid hasn't really been as effective as we may have expected him you to be. You know why? Because Adam Humphreys. Yeah. He he is actually top five in the league in red zone targets since week seven. Adam Humphreys. Adam, Adam Humphreys is the overall wide receiver eight since week eight. I got him at 19 this week. I've been on Humphreys for a few weeks now. I'm going to keep firing him up with Winston at the helm. Yeah, I like all the receivers. And especially. like Michael said, did you know that Chris Godwin's middle name is wide receiver two And Deshaun Jackson is out? Th- that You
0: know, I heard that, but I think it's in
1: French. True oh. that. Well, we'll see the two I mean, Deshaun Jackson is out. Oh, we and actually good French I wanted to make fun of you for it but then I'm like <laughs> nah it was good so you guys may forget what I was gonna say with your damn French accents well this this is uh, this so bad for you this is what bad for you is that that wasn't good I think no, it's no, gonna be no dudes please <laughs> 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 I feel like this is gonna be a little similar to the Saints Falcons game where uh the Falcons offense wasn't doing anything and then they just stacked up garbage time points in the second half uh, even if that is the case, that just means uh, Buccaneers receivers are gonna feast. So go ahead and fire up Evans, Godwin, and Humphreys. Yeah, and then even if you're looking at Cameron Brait, uh he's getting at least one red zone look per game. That's he, that's something to say for tight ends right now. He just dropped a ball that was at his numbers last week. I'm still using him as a tight end one. He did drop a touchdown and. We've seen if you score a touchdown, you're automatically a top 10 tight end. Without, without even, even if it's like, the one catch. Other yeah, tight end in this top game eight. too. Dan Arnold's my favorite dart throw tight end this week. If you really got to reach deep into the abyss. Why? Uh, his snaps have been going up every week. Uh, his, he basically, he has, I was going to say a floor, but it's like a two catch 20 yard floor at the moment. Not too bad considering the position. Uh, he's a good athlete. He was a wide receiver in college, uh, Drafted him as a tight end, so he knows how to catch the ball. He knows how to run routes. He had a very impressive touchdown catch on Thanksgiving, so his work's going up. I like this game for New Orleans mm-hmm. to score a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if Dan Arnold rolls one in. He also has a very high PFF receiving grade.
0: Anyone else you guys want to talk about in this game? Maybe some Peyton Barber I love.
1: Oh, Peyton Barber! Come on, this yeah. is a, this is a really bad game. for Peyton Barber. The Saints yeah. have the best run defense in the league. And Peyton Barber isn't very good. He might be able to plop into the end zone, and you're really banking on that. Yeah.
0: Let's go over to our next game the Falcons at the Panthers. Uh, man, I almost did it. Falcons at the Packers. That's our last game on the docket today. So let's start with the Falcons. Matt Ryan suck that ball. Dude, our rankings
1: couldn't be more hilarious for this game. I'm just going to tell you, Tim. Where would you rank Matt Ryan this week? I know you don't. It's just a random number off the top of your head. You 14, 14. Okay. Wow, I, have at him. I have him at 21. Michael has him at 7. Average of 14. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you rank Stephen Rid- Ridley this week? Not Stephen. Uh, Calvin Ridley this week. Um, These are tough questions. Just off the top. These are, these are tough Go questions. Ahead. Wide receiver 3. Okay, B- boom, so bust, means. like low, a- low, low end wide receiver 3. All right, so like 34. Yeah. I have him at 44. Michael has him at 24. Whoa. These are the two guys we're most far off on. How many weeks... Are you going to rank Calvin Ridley 24 just for him to put up three points? You want to hear something crazy, Jason? Oh, my goodness. You're just going some bullshit there. Let's right take now. a lucky guess if Calvin Ridley is a top 25 receiver overall in the season. I don't give a shit. The is yes. Who cares? Listen, he does have if, two, it's two. On has like giant three games. Yeah, he has two there giant, are, giant games. Everyone goes through peaks and valleys. Oh, my okay. goodness. Yeah, but you don't Especially got time for rookies. that. It's the playoffs. But, Thank you. If you're in a position where you're the sixth seed going as three seed, and you're projected to lose by over 20 points. Okay, that's a different Calvin story. Calvin Ridley is an absolute great wide receiver right, play. All right, with your... Yes. Th- that, what you just said right now, does not warrant a 24th overall ranking. With these super crazy <laughs> scenarios you got to make not, up. These aren't think, the people starting Calvin that's Ridley. That's why I ranked Calvin Ridley 24, because of a fake scenario. That's the argument you're using. No. he He's seen five targets last week, which obviously was a down week compared to weeks past. The week before that... He saw 13 targets, and that was against New Orleans where they were losing in a high-scoring game. I expect Green Bay to come out firing with the firing of Mike McCarthy, and I think this is going to be a high-flying scoring game. And guess what? Someone's going to have to score for uh, the Falcons, right? And Jair Jair Alexander has been great. I'll give him that, but he's probably going to be on Julio Jones. And then the other corners have not been as great. Tony Brown and the other uh, rookie, Josh Jackson, have not been... Nearly as good as Jair Alexander has been. So I think this is going to be a high-volume game for Calvin Ridley, and I could see him getting 80 yards and a touchdown. Let's yeah. play
0: the best game on earth. Calvin Ridley or Antonio Callaway this week? Callaway. So can you guys say that not the exact same time? Ridley. Callaway. Um, Cortland Sutton. Sutton. Ridley. You play Ridley over Sutton? Yes. <laughs> Even with Emmanuel Sanders out? Yes. I have them. <laughs> I thought Michael was clean. I didn't think he did drugs. Guys, I have <laughs> what are you talking
1: about? I have them 24, 25, Ridley and Sutton. I mean, if but you, you have you have you edited Sutton's right, ranking? So take it to take into consideration that Emmanuel Sanders is out. Yes, you don't think 25 is high enough for Cortland Sutton? I mean, it's a really good matchup. All right, but look, I'll I'll edit my answer slightly because that one I was talking more about the scenario. If you're down by 20 plus points, I'm starting Calvin Ridley. If you need the floor. Or the safer play, then I'll start Cortland Sutton. Yawn. Uh. Listen, the Falcons offense hasn't Dude, the really... Wider, the Alshon Falcons Jeffrey. Hasn't really been good for the last four weeks. Definitely not. Alshon Jeffrey shouldn't start anywhere. Green Bay defense is head and shoulders better at home. They're giving up... Matt Ryan is worse on the road. Everything is adding up for a bad game. Green Bay has given up over 165 yards to receivers and one and a third touchdowns to receivers per game. Someone's going to have to catch it. Yes, I don't Julio want to Jones start bad. Ryan orderedly. I trust Julio Jones. About it. I like Matt Ryan this week too. Any love for Tevin Coleman? Tevin Coleman is trash. You know what? Trash, 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 trash. Because we did not understand Tevin Coleman's draft value at all. Everyone who was drafting Tevin Coleman high, we were like, you guys, you make no sense. And then Devontae Freeman's injury fell into their laps and they looked like geniuses drafting Tevin Coleman that late. And even though Tevin Coleman was a starting running back, on one of the best-running teams in the league the past, like, five years, he's been absolute trash and made that pick look bad. So, Tevin Coleman has been terrible. Some team is going to completely overpay for him this offseason as a free agent. He But what a terrible way to lower your lower your value going at the free agency. Tevin Hashtag Coleman has just been facts. terrible. Uh,
0: Austin Hooper, he was the number two tight end last week. And Green Bay sucks against the tight end, 23rd in DVOA. What do you guys think? (coughs) Hooper
1: is actually someone I'm cool with starting. Uh, Where's he at? I got him at 11. I think he's a decent tight end play. He's been a decent tight end play all season. He has a low floor, but he's been kind of consistent. Believe it or not, he is uh, top five in tight end receptions on the season. One of the more consistent guys. He's been a little better on the road. Makes sense. Matt Ryan's worse on the road. Goes to his tight end more. Babushka. I don't love Austin Hooper. (laughs) (laughs) I don't love Austin Hooper. I've said repeatedly that Austin Hooper plays a lot better against bad teams against tight ends and plays a lot worse against good teams against tight ends. The Packers have only allowed one tight end touchdown this year. In games against uh, defenses that are top 15 in the league against tight ends, he scored four, six, six six-and-a-half, five-and-a-half, five-and-a-half. So basically all his good-slash-great games come against bad defense tight ends and the bad co- games come against good defensive tight ends so good is against tight ends so i'm not loving austin hooper this week packers fire
0: mike mccarthy deuces dog joe philbin takes over the the head coaching duties do they come out against a
1: bad defense and fire on all cylinders i am an aaron rogers Advocate this week, I have my number one. I think it's a vintage Rogers time. You'd start Aaron Rodgers over Patrick Mahomes. I think I would. They're just wow. I, do, imagine yo, saying honest, that in the beginning. Of yeah, the year? I was gonna
0: say. Imagine we said that, and you know what? I I looked down and we're at a, and we were at exactly one hour, two minutes, and thirty four seconds when you said that. It was like I was in the twilight zone.
1: One, two, three, uh, four, one, two, three, one, four. Two, three four. Uh, listen, it's uh. If I'm going to start anyone over Mahomes this week, it's Aaron. I know it sounds a little crazy saying that, but McCarthy is gone. Uh, you don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to prove a little something this week? All I'm you know, saying is When that better to do it at home against Atlanta? Nick Mullins can put up 20 on that he team. He passed 20 points once in the last seven weeks. You don't think this has vintage Aaron Rodgers written all over Sure, I think he's a QB1. I don't think he's the overall QB1. Fine, fine. we're both starting him, though. Yeah. Devontae Adams. Ooh. Juice Easton. Juicy Wide receiver enough. overall one? No. Aww. Michael Thomas is, but Devontae Adams is my number it's two. He's got to be up there in the top five. My number four, Yeah, actually. Oh. Antonio Brown is my number one. I got Brown, Thomas, Nuke, and then Devontae. Look Look who snuck into your top five. Is that a Keenan Allen sighting? <laughs> mm-hmm. A man takes his defeats. I got a lot of love for that call on Twitter this week. We did. Thank you, folks. It was a great call. Uh. As crazy
0: as it sounds, Aaron Jones and <laughs> –
1: I can't believe I'm going to say this – Jamal Williams split carries. That's that's honestly, I think, 78% of the reason why Mike McCarthy got fired. <laughs> I said that on VM. am like, yo, that split is egregious. It's a fireable offense to myself. Aaron Rodgers dropped back to pass 50 times. This is not a game that got away from them. They were either tied or losing by three the whole game. Aaron Rodgers dropped back to pass 50 times against a team – that has been a very, very good – a very strong pass defense and an absolutely atrocious run defense. And he dropped back past 50 times, He's and Aaron Jones only ran the ball 11 times. Just terrible game. And then wasn't on the field for half the game. That said, I'm all in on Aaron Jones this week. Yeah, me too. I'm going, I'm jumping right back into the Aaron Jones pool. It's Atlanta. Fire him up.
0: Jimmy Graham, Equinemius St. Brown, Marquez Valdez st- scanting, scantling. Are you interested in any of these guys?
1: I'm not touching the receivers. Uh, Jimmy Graham randomly 22% target share last week. Uh, If you're going to look at that, you're going to look at if I expect Aaron Rodgers to have a very good game and if Jimmy Graham's going to see some targets, I have met 12. I think he's sneaking back into the tight end one category. I'm okay with streaming Jimmy Graham, but that's about it. I'm not looking at MVS or St. Brown. Someone's
0: dropped Jimmy Graham.
1: St. Brown actually, real quick, lost. He only had one target. Randall Cobb came back and St. Brown basically stopped playing.
0: Someone dropped Jimmy Graham in one of our leagues, and I was like, wow, what an idiot. i got to pick this guy up. And then I realized, like, do I?
1: Probably now? not. No. Yeah. Just when did this happen? I probably don't. Yeah, right what? now. No. Yeah. What? He should have been a free agent, like, weeks ago.
0: <laughs> with that being said, uh, we're going to be free agents for the rest of the night. We're going to come back for with to you? Come back with you? At you? For you. We're going to come back in general uh, with the second half of the slate, uh, we're probably gonna we upload these right back to back, right? Yeah, bro. Twins, uh, twins I don't upload. know What you're talking about right now. Jason is like disgusted with me. <laughs> I'm so confused. I am so confused. Jason, your haircut makes you look Irish. Alrighty, brother. Tell him tell him where to find your Irishman. You can find me at Jason Petrop. Michael? Mike underscore Patrop. And remember, you can find us all at Brodo Fantasy on Twitter. You can find me at Tim Petrop on all social media frisky. outlets, but only if you're feeling frisky. real, real real frisky. BrodoFantasy.com for everything. Brodo Fantasy. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into part two. We will see you then. Deuces.